welcome to What We Binge. We're going to talk about, uh, as you can probably guess, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I still need to, this is Mike, and uh, I, I still need to get around to watching it. I've been watching actual Eurovision clips uh, for a bit. <laughs> So I have no idea how the movie could top it, but we have Raf here to yes. Uh, let I me know have how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, I you know, to this, I'm I'm bringing a lot of experience to this. I, I grew up uh, in Europe. I've watched Eurovision since I was uh, a kid, and <laughs> uh, you know, I I didn't think Eurovision could be weirder and funnier, but like Will Ferrell managed to do it, so. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty amazing. I have like two pages filled with notes because I was so <laughs> freaking pumped. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Okay, for, for all you guys eyes out there that have been listening since Tipsy Spoilers, I've never seen Raph take notes on a movie. Yes. So it went from like zero to like 200 now. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going to go into every nuance of this. Yeah, well, um, you know, <laughs> Eurovision is something that every European knows about and has probably seen. And I think it's, it's sort of like, there's a strange pride, but also like, you know, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, but you're also proud of it because it's, it's weird and it's funny. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) but it's sort of like, uh, uh, you know, I, I watched a Will Ferrell interview yesterday and he said that, I think he he said in in a very, like the clearest way to, explain to people what Eurovision is to like Americans is that Eurovision is like American Idol meets Cirque du Soleil with uh you know some you know America's Got Talent thrown in you know it's it's sort of (laughs) it's just like it's uh, a weird celebration of the weirdness of of Europe and European artists and uh, you know I Oh, man, this movie. <laughs> yeah. See, for me, like, I knew about the real Eurovision be- just from going from clips on YouTube because, um, like, I-, I grew up with, like, a lot of music shows. America's Got Talent here and there. When I got older, I saw, like, I was, uh, like, on TFC, the Filipino channel, and Korean channels. There's, like, always talent shows. Eurovision was something I never thought would exist ever because I thought those audiences were big in those TV shows. Eurovision is like, well, it's like if you had an adult swim show, but filmed in like the Megadome and yeah, all the seats of. are filled. Yeah. Like in my head, I'm still trying to figure out how you're, how you're able to fill an entire stadium for this, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's good. It's amazing, but it feels like it would be niche, but it's not. This is the main, this is beyond mainstream. This is like. The thing is, this is like a cultural phenomena, uh, uh, you, know, <laughs> pheno- uh, you know, phenomenon, sorry. And, uh, uh, you know, just explain how, how Eurovision works. It's like you have 47, uh, 42 countries who participate, mostly European uh, countries. Uh, mm-hmm. There's always a guest country every year from outside of Europe. Uh, I think we've had Australia once or, or, but, you know, um, and, you know, there's a first round where the best, you know, singer, group, whatever, musician, a group of musicians, like from each country compete. 
and then uh, through voting and like some there's like some judges and also public uh, popular vote uh, to choose like who goes into the, the final 10. And then there's like another day where you have like the final and then someone is crowned, one country is crowned like the winner of uh, the European Song Contest, uh, Eurovision Song Contest. And uh, that country has to organize Eurovision the, the following year. So, uh, which is uh, a point that, that becomes, uh, that, that is actual a plot point, it's an actual plot point in the movie uh, because one of the, uh, so I'll, I'll just like, talk a little bit about the premise of the movie. So uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams star in this movie. They're both Icelandic um, musicians who are, you know, seen as the underdogs. And the uh, thing is, it's uh, Will Ferrell's character's dream to uh, win the Eurovision Song Contest. Because like when he was a kid, he saw ABBA win uh, the Eurovision Song Contest because like ABBA became famous because of Eurovision. Oh, like, overseas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's what launched ABBA like into the stratosphere. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so like he sees them, like I think in the story, like it starts with him as a kid and his mother died like recently and he's very sad, but then he's, he hears ABBA on TV and he starts like dancing in front of ABBA. And he's like, I want to win the Eurovision Song Contest. You know, like, <laughs> that's like the, the accent that I'm going to, I'm going to use a lot of European accents uh, today. So be ready for that. But uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy. And, and like, I'll just give a few names of like how many actors are in this. Like, so Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, Demi Lovato is in this movie. Really? He plays, <laughs> uh, She's also supposed to be a, a singer from Iceland that they have to compete against. But, uh, you know, through some freak accident, Will Ferrell's group actually become the, the, the you know, the winners of the Icelandic competition to then go to, to Eurovision. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, and then Pierce Brosnan, James Bond, plays mm -hmm. uh, Will Ferrell's dad. So it's mm -hmm. kind of weird. Like the, the age gaps between the actors do not match the age you know, gaps between the characters. So like yeah. <laughs> Rachel McAdams and uh, Will Ferrell is supposed to be around the same age, but you can tell that they're, you know, yeah. Rachel McAdams is way younger than he is. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but maybe like you can, you know, maybe you can disregard that due to like European like gruffness and just being in- Actually, are they? Because like, and <laughs> actually, are, is, is she that much younger? Because like she was- even like during Mean Girls, so. she was like almost 30. Let me see. She's Let me see. 41. Thing is like, I, I wanted to check, but uh, my impression is, oh, yeah, she's I feel younger. like, you know, she's younger. She's like 41 and Will Ferrell, I know is, is in his 50s, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'll just confirm that. Uh, but yeah, I think he, he's in his 50s. Like when you see him with the wig, he looks way younger. Yeah, so he's 52. And, uh, but like I saw him in, a few interviews and like you can see his white hair like sprouting everywhere <laughs> so you're like he looks way older in real life but they managed to de-age him a bit a bit uh but still like you, you can tell thing is because like i think if we didn't know these actors we'd say like well you know maybe it's just that will farrell's character didn't seem to age very well you know like <laughs> you, you you could say that and then yeah, i yeah. think they they probably aged pierce brosnan a little bit to make him look 
old enough to be Will Ferrell's dad because like Pierce Brosnan was like young in the you know he was James Bond in the 90s he was still yeah. like you know pretty young in the 2000s so it's weird to you know yeah at the same time what's been weirding <laughs> me out is like if you watch shows on Netflix I would say like like the Kominsky method and like a lot of these shows where they bring back um actors that you haven't seen in a long time you kind of forget how old they really are until (laughs) they make like a cameo appearance and it's like whoa okay yeah like whoa Hugh Grant it's like (laughs) what where'd you go (laughs) but yeah it's uh you know you have some other actors in there there's like uh Dan Stevens uh he used to play um uh he was in Downton Abbey and he died midway through the show because he wanted to leave. And he, he's also uh, the main character in Legion, uh, the mm-hmm. FX TV show. Mm-hmm. And he plays uh, a Russian contestant in, in uh, Eurovision. <laughs> and I made a specific note to how well he, he, like his impression of a Russian singing in English is freaking amazing. <laughs> it's just spot Wait, on. Cause it sounds well- <laughs> weird. Cause like, it, he wants to sound American. Yeah. He sings, but you can tell that something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How did Will Ferrell sound like when he was Will talking? Ferrell, is he like uh, clearly Will like, Ferrell, basically? <laughs> well, the thing is, like, uh, when he's singing, like, he kind of reverts to his American accent. But, uh, yeah. you know, like Will Ferrell, he mar- he's married to a uh, Swedish. Uh, his wife is Swedish. And he's been uh, going yeah. to Sweden, like, every year for the last 20 years or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's just imitating his in-laws, essentially. So, <laughs> so like his okay. accent is pretty good. And Rachel McAdams' accent is pretty good. Uh, like Pierce Brosnan's uh, Icelandic accent is okay. I wouldn't say it's the best one, but, you know, but mm-hmm. it's so like, you know, why didn't you tell me? You know, he talks like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he does and, that uh, super stereotypical. Eh. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, mm. And, uh, you know, j- just one, uh, one comment about the director, like this is, uh, this was directed by David Dobkin. He's the guy who directed Wedding Crashers, Shanghai Nights, uh, right. The Change Up and The Judge, you know, just to name like, yeah. the big ones. <laughs> and uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's like the dream team of like a Will Ferrell, com- Will Ferrell type comedy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you were talking about looking at a bunch of Eurovision clips, like the real clips, like yeah. there are at least 10 Eurovision, real life Eurovision winners who cameo in this movie. Like, it's just, you know, to name, yeah. like the most famous one is probably Conchita Vorst. I don't know if you've heard of her. Uh, she, uh, she, yeah. Conchita Vorst. She, she was oh, right first, here. um... Uh, she she's from Austria. Yep, that was uh, that was who I was thinking of. Yeah. I, saw. <laughs> <laughs> I know the. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm just gonna have to be honest. Who how does uh, Conchita identify as? Um, I I don't want to say anything that will get me into hot water. So <laughs> yeah, because no, because I, I remember so, I'll yeah. see her. I, I remember her on um like. There, she should okay. be talked about on like John Oliver. And yeah, so so I'm just so. I'm just reading Conchita Vorst's um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wikipedia page. So uh, I mean, Conchita Vorst obviously is a stage name. Yeah. Uh, like when we talk about, apparently, when you uh, allude to her as Conchita, you have to use her. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, Thomas Neuwirth, which is, uh, you know, uh, her other name, mm-hmm. is uh, she uses that, when she uses that name, like she uses mm-hmm. masculine pronouns. So when ah, we're talking okay. about Thomas, we should say he, and when we say Conchita, we should use she. So, uh, okay. you know, I'm trying to tiptoe around this issue because I, I'm, I'm European. I'm not used to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just, you know, I, I, I realize that Europeans are, are a lot more chill about pronouns yeah. uh, than, than Americans. It's not yeah. that we don't use them. It's just that people don't like rip our throats out if we make a mistake. So, yeah. I mean, um, you're in New York, so I mean, yeah. you're in the land of get it right. So, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, I heard that uh, San Francisco is is way is even like on a higher level in terms of like, yeah, uh, you know, the political correctness uh, scale. Yeah. But yeah. so, you know, we have Conchita Vorst. Uh, we have. Uh, I, uh, one, uh, we have this, there's this Portuguese singer who won in, in uh, 2017, it was called Salvador Sobral. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people heard his song because it was one of the most, you know, uh, intimate, like simple songs to win the, the European song contest, the Eurovision song contest. Cause you usually it's like big bombastic, you know, special effects, like flying in the air type stuff that Will Ferrell's character tries to do in the movie. Like he, yeah. he has like, he has a stereotype of Eurovision, which is like, just like fireworks and flames and whatever. And he mm-hmm. loses sight of the music. And that's where some of the tension comes in, in, into the movie. And mm-hmm. uh, so like, obviously Rachel McAdams is Will Farrell's love interest, or it's more like Will Farrell is Rachel McAdams love interest because like he's too shy or something to, you know, every time they're about to kiss, because that happens a lot, a lot during the movie, like, you know, they're, <laughs> They're about to kiss, and then he's like, "No, we must focus on the music," you know. But did that and, happen uh, like repeatedly, like repeatedly. as a recurring joke? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, as a recurring joke. Oh, that's and then funny. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure you can all guess that they actually kiss at the end of the movie. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, oh my god, let me go through my notes. So there are a lot of Scandinavian actors in this movie too, like. Uh, there's, uh, I don't know if uh, people have seen Sex Education on Netflix. You'll probably recognize uh, the, the big baddie in this movie as a banker. Surprise, surprise, uh, from uh, Iceland. And uh, like, if, if you didn't know, Iceland was hit very hard uh, during the Great uh, Recession, you know, the, the crisis in 2008. And uh, like all their banks uh, went to shit. And, uh, you know, so like there's a big, that was a big topic. And they sort of like talk about it. Because like he doesn't want Iceland uh, to win the U- Eurovision Song Contest because then Iceland has to pay for the venue for next year. <laughs> so it's like we cannot do this. It will, you know, bankrupt Iceland. We cannot do this. <laughs> Everything. So like he's a big bad guy in this, and uh, you'll see how he uh, tries to sabotage uh, Iceland in his own peculiar way. Uh, <laughs> may may I say deadly way, but. Uh, this it's, sounds very much in the vein of like Blades of Glory. Yeah, a little bit. A little like bit. it's a semi-sequel. To that. <laughs> a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, this thing has everything you'd expect from a Will Ferrell comedy, but it's really a love letter to Eurovision. Because like, 
I went into this, you know, with low expectations. I was expecting like people just to make fun of Eurovision and just, you know, uh, just like, you know, making fun of it, but that's true. But they also show like the, the beauty and the, the, the total like craziness of, of Eurovision, which is what people love about it. And actually like, uh, they have, I think 200 million people watch Eurovision every year, which is like last year, like in 2019, more people watch Eurovision than the Super Bowl. Just, to, oh, you know, right. just to give you like, yeah. an, you know, in numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like that, that, that was the one thing that blew me away, like leaving <laughs> Hawaii and going to New York was that you kind of realize how small your world is. Like something like, like Eurovision, I would have never guessed from my like influenced by America mindset, I would say I would never guess I would have 200 million views consistently the same way. Mm -hmm. I had no idea like mariachi music had like almost a billion views every single song on YouTube. I'm like, what are they, like, what is this world? Like, where, where, where are these? Well, the thing is like in Europe, there are very few things that uh, everyone watches. And oh, uh, like Eurovision is like, there are two, I mean, like, I think one thing that all Europeans watch or know about is Eurovision. And then uh, the other thing, like the other recent like television uh, or TV show that springs to mind that like I think most Europeans uh, I I know except for Germans for some reason is they all watch Game of Thrones like you know when it was when it was on air and uh, you know I think like American movies and TV shows are things that all Europeans watch but they don't necessarily watch like each other's TV shows uh, you know? okay. I think um, very rarely do you have like maybe some uh, British TV shows, but uh, usually it's like everyone watches like this American TV show or that American TV show and, yeah. uh, and Eurovision like that. That's the stuff that everyone watches. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Eurovision is like, I mean, my, my parents didn't grow up in Europe. They're not European. Uh, so like for them, it was just weird. You know, yeah, when yeah. I was like, hey, like, can we watch Eurovision? It's like, no, this is weird as, as hell. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, I, I have my own version of like European, like immigrant, you know, experience, I guess. <laughs> so, it's yeah. like, so I was like, let's watch it because it's fun. It's like, it's not because it's good. It's because it's fun. It's really entertaining. And it's yeah. like, uh, you know, which is where things like each country is going to do whatever they can to win whatever yeah. horrendous like crazy stunt you know it's like uh yeah. i remember one year poland had was almost like watching porn on stage like there were there were just a bunch of uh i think it was like 2016 or maybe maybe earlier mm -hmm. poland had uh, the song was very good but then they had like the backup dancers they were just churning butter in a way that looked very suggestive <laughs> so <laughs> So just to tell you to like, you know, uh, to which extent uh, some countries will go. And, sorry, they, uh, I'm sorry, whoever, whoever like runs Eurovision, they had to have known a movie like Eurovision with Will Ferrell was going to come out of it. Like you have to know on a broad level, <laughs> like. Well, it's like no it, one's made a movie about it. In like, because like Eurovision started in like 1954 and yeah. no one's made a movie about it like this that I know of. Uh, uh, but like Will Farrell, apparently the first time he saw Eurovision was in 1999 
And uh, he thought at that time that this would make a great movie. And like 20 years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Netflix like allowed him to make that yeah. movie. Or whatever. So, you know, I've watched this movie. Okay, it came out on Friday. Today's Sunday. Mm-hmm. I've watched this movie three times. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, how long is the movie? <laughs> Two hours. Oh, wow. It's like a, <laughs> Two hours I, long. Cause, cause, uh, when you watch the trailer, it looks like it, it, it's like the premise of like a, like a 90 minute whatever movie. But mm-hmm. when they start getting into the Eurovision scenes, I'm like, this looks like it's like an epic. Like, do they it treat is, it like an epic? <laughs> it is in a way. Uh, I mean, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen a couple of reviews uh, from, uh, um, you know, Americans uh, who are like, well, we could have cut it down because there's so much, there's like some fat in some scenes. And I'm like, have you ever seen a European movie? like that's all there is it's just like things happen and then you just let it sink in and then 10 minutes later you move on to the next thing like like that's a european movie and uh like this is like the most european feeling will ferrell movie i've ever seen you know because like even the beginning because like i was expecting like a blaze of glory like explosive like entrance you know it's like this thing with like an animated title or something you know a la Harry Potter type thing, you know, and you know, <laughs> like sparks coming out or fire because it's fire saga. And uh, like, it, okay, so they don't pronounce fire saga, fire saga. They call it fire saga, you know, because that's, <laughs> but yeah, so like it starts like really slowly and kind of calmly and everything's written in Helvetica. And I know it's not Helvetica, but something else like Helvetica style. Yeah. <laughs> something else was just like, you know, oh, it's written simply and it remem- it reminds me of like European like short film festivals that I used to go to uh, when I lived in Europe. And it's just like this, just taking your time. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like European movies take their time. You know, they don't, you know, uh, they're not trying to like, Hey, you know, the next thing, next thing happens and someone dies and something explodes. And like, there yeah. are explosions. There is one explosion in this movie. It's a welfare uh, movie. It's a welfare movie. <laughs> Uh, there are ghosts. There are there's one ghost. There there are elves, uh, mm-hmm. but you'd never see the elves. You just see them, like interfere in a like a Deus ex machina type way, yeah, like yeah. you know, like <laughs> divine help, you know, coming out of, you know. And uh, it's as you know, as as a guy who grew up in Europe, it's just like I I see a lot of little you know nods to like European things that most Americans won't you know, catch, you know, catch up on your, you know, they, they won't like catch it. So um, it's something that, you know, I was expecting that this movie would be a way more popular in Europe than the U S but I was surprised to see that it, it jumped up to uh, number two, I think yesterday on Netflix. Oh, it's wow. in the top 10. Uh, What's number one? Floor is lava. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's still That's what one. I watched. <laughs> it's still number one. Like, Hey, and uh, don't touch the floor because the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a uh, very I underestimated how bad the acting was going to be in that show. Yeah, I will avenge you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. It's just like I think the best acting is them just like sinking into the lava and not doing yeah. anything after that. Like that's the best. To acting the seen on TV food dye colored water. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, uh, you know, some of them get splashed, and then it's like, oh, the lava. No, it's just like, you know, I don't know, yeah. Kool Aid. 
Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no. But um, yeah, with Eurovision, um, when I saw the trailer on the U.S. Netflix um YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. it was just funny seeing all the comments at the bottom because Netflix knew what they were doing by opening their "What's New in June" video with mm-hmm. Will Ferrell going "Volcano no, Man." man. <laughs> Every U.S. comment was like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> like it actually made them jump. Heart. No, it's like no, like she says, like he caught my molten heart or broken heart or something. <laughs> Volcano protector man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is gonna be the weird movie that brings together like Will Ferrell fans and like Mean Girls fans. Oh my god! And Eurovision yeah. fans in the same movie. <laughs> it's you know I. It's been a while since I've seen a movie that consistently makes me laugh, like even on the third time. It's just like, (laughs) maybe it's just me, but. (laughs) No, like while you were talking, I was looking up like some of like, I I just typed in Will Ferrell and Eurovision, Mm -hmm. just like type stuff in Google and see what pops up. Uh, Everything that comes up is like Forbes. Netflix's Eurovision is Will Ferrell's most successful movie in years. The Atlantic. Will Ferrell's best comedy in years is here. <laughs> and the next one is USA Today, Demi Lovato's smoldering Eurovision song contest can, cameo. And there's yeah, other like, like, appearances. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe, you know, for Demi Lovato fans out there, <laughs> I'll, yeah. just, I'll just explain like her role. Like, so she's like the favorite to become Iceland's, you know, champion in, in uh, the Eurovision song contest. Yeah. But uh, through some uh, horrific, you know, through a horrific explosion, uh, yeah. she dies <laughs> in the first like 30 minutes of the movie. And, uh, you know, so then that's why Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams actually get to go to the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> so, and that's where the movie starts. And, and you're like, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> Sorry if I spoiled anything. Sorry. We used to be called Tipsy Spoilers. So uh, and now we're just soberly, slightly spoiling stuff. Soberly spoiling. <laughs> but I don't think I'm I'm like, you know, I didn't say how exactly where the bomb is. So, you know, people won't won't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> it so I feel like it's is this movie kind of like walk hard, like the Dewey Cox story? However, so often like somebody famous will come up as somebody random. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> Thing is, like, there there are so many good actors in this movie, and I was really surprised. And very good, like, European actors that most yeah. Americans won't, like, know. Or maybe, yeah. I think, one uh, one very famous, like, Icelandic actor who's in this movie, He's he plays, like, the ringmaster in the second Fantastic Beasts movie. Like, he's <laughs> the guy who runs the circus in Fantastic Beasts, like, uh, you know, the, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah so that's i think the only thing that people have seen within <laughs> yeah. you know outside of europe but uh yeah the thing is uh yeah you have uh well, yeah, this movie. yeah so there's like conchita Vorst, uh dan stevens there's uh there's a greek actress who who plays uh the greek contestant that i've forgotten the name of right now Wait, does can any country compete or only European countries or is it like uh, only European countries plus oh, Israel? Yeah. Um, thing is, like I I never th- I never thought that Israel was part of Europe. I thought it was part of like the Middle East. Uh, yeah. But apparently they get to participate uh, as well, and uh, they actually won in 2019. Ah, okay. Uh, or was it no? They won in 2018, 
then they organized uh, the event in uh, they hosted the event in 2019. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in case people are looking for Eurovision 2020, it was canceled because of COVID. Uh, so they're probably uh, going to postpone that to uh, next year. And I, I think it was supposed to happen in um, the host, uh, which was the host country, uh, Holland, the Netherlands, ah, okay. they were supposed to host this year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that too. So Netflix basically released a commercial for them. So next year... Yeah, there's gonna be a certain well, like a surge yeah, of like. It was supposed to Americans. actually. It, it was supposed to be released uh, at the same time as uh, Eurovision, yeah. but since they canceled this year's Eurovision and postponed it to next year, like that's why we only got to see it this week. So, because uh, I think Eurovision nice. usually takes place like in May or maybe even April. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm totally like. I, I'm always caught off guard by, by Eurovision. I'm like, oh, it's Eurovision time again? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have no idea when it happens usually. <laughs> so. Oh, man. But yeah. I'm trying to like, remember if uh, What Does the Fox Say was performed at Eurovision or if that oh, was no, something else. No, no, that wasn't performed at Eurovision. Oh, okay. That, 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 that just became viral, you know, by itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. two Norwegian guys. Uh and they actually, they were so famous that they even uh, went on TV shows like in the US and South Korea. They yeah. were performing next to like SNSD and like, uh, you know, like Girls' Generation, uh, oh. <laughs> you know, those bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, Girls' Generation, that's, uh, that's K-pop, right? Yeah, that's K-pop, yeah. Like so they, there's they K-pop went... and Eurovision. Dude, if there was like a K-pop like slash Eurovision show at some point, that would like, like you would need two stadiums to fill that up. <laughs> No, like, uh, that would be insane. But, like, I feel, because, like, Eurovision started as a way to, like, unify Europe after World War II. Like, one thing Mm -hmm. that everyone does, you know, like, everyone competes. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I was thinking yesterday, maybe America should have their own, like, America vision or something. Like, one person from each state. That way, like, it's not like, oh, the, you know, it's not like American Idol, where I know they go to, like, each part of the country, yeah. And then they audition people, but like, what if like each state chose their own like champion, and they all competed like you know like Miss America, but like less sexist and more fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with music that is actually like, you know, and because, like, like literal like complete artistic freedom. Yeah. Because that's that, that I think that's kind of what's missing from, like American art now. Like Europe is pretty well known for like you just go balls to the wall, do what you want. But like, yeah. we need we need to create something that's literally like, like like maybe it's on the internet. Maybe there's like kids coming up with their own. But there needs to be like you say, like a live show where you just go like whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, because like and and uh, like the voting system that they have, it's like uh, you know the the country that ha- they choose like the top three, uh, the top three countries that that were voted for, like uh, that got vo- like the the three countries that got the most votes in each country, mm-hmm. like you know the number one, uh, like the the guy, like the country that ended first, like in the vote gets like twelve points, the one who got got in second got gets uh, ten points. Mm-hmm. And the country that gets in third gets like eight points. So there, yeah. there's like this uh, ranked like point system. And uh, in the end, like that's how you get to the final 10. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, you, you, you could have like, hey, I really liked Alabama singer this year. 
And mm. then like, you know, the second one is like New York and the third one is whatever. And then each yeah. state like calls in and is like, hey, you know, hello from, cause like that's like you see it in the movie. And the, I was very proud, like I'm Swiss. And the first country to give like the Icelandic team points was like Switzerland. Yeah. In the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so even though this is a, a fictional story, like this is fiction, I was yeah. still like, yay. Like Switzerland believes in the underdog, like the fictional Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I feel like this would be really cool. Like it, it would be really nice yeah. uh, to have that in the U.S. Yeah. Well, I mean, the U.S. does have a habit of like, especially for TV shows, uh, taking the formats that other countries are doing and adapting it for the U.S. Like Got Ta- all the Got Talent stuff. Yeah, and, but like, like don't adapt it, guys. Just take it, you know, verbatim, just everything <laughs> the same. And then get some of that sweet, you know, like yeah. uh, <laughs> that sweet Eurovision juice in there. Exactly. You know? <laughs> no, no, the weird thing I would say about like, uh, if you you were going to adapt it for America, and this is what I've noticed from when they adapt like other shows or like like TV shows or live shows or movies and stuff, when they adapt for America, like you almost have to pump up the competitive aspect. Like Eurovision, even though it's competitive, in general, it's fun. Like, yeah. It really doesn't matter who wins. It's like you're going to end up on YouTube anyway. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it was fun. But like for American shows to work, it's really about like, Cause like think of like, like the art forms that were kind of like created here, I would say from like hip hop. And then there was all those like battle of the bands that happened. And then um, I would even say when they had adapted shark tank to America, if you compare it to the other versions of shark tank, they really pump up the duh, duh, duh aspect yeah. <laughs> like America. So it's like, the, but you know, somehow you have Sometimes, somehow you have to pump up the competitive aspect because that's just still, fortunately or unfortunately, in some cases, unfortunately, it's still in the blood of like the American culture is that you have to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. But it's like, uh, you know, I think if you already, maybe if you won like your state competition or something, you're going to show up yeah. on TV in front of millions of people yeah. anyway. And you're going to be like, Hey, you know, this is a win already. (laughs) And I think like the people who are going to make it a competition are probably the organizers and the state officials and the state representatives and like people who like represent each state in that, you know, if we had an America vision or something, uh, because I feel like artists, uh, like if you give them just like the opportunity to play in front of like an audience as big as like the Super Bowl, Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially like what's cool about this is that they can't use a song that's already famous. They have to use like an original song. Like, you know, Oh, they like, have to really? Yes, they have to. Oh, I didn't. I, okay. I didn't know that part. That makes it a lot. So it makes fun. it a lot more fun, <laughs> a lot more original. And that's where you get yeah. this weird, like, vol- you know, like volcano man. Yeah. is like exactly what you'd expect from a Eurovision song contest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you know, uh, I think uh, I think one year there was a guy who sung something about the wolf, you know, <laughs> it's like the wolf comes in the night, yeah, you know, something like that. <laughs> and, uh, or maybe, maybe it was Shakira who was talking about she wolf, but <laughs> maybe it was one or the other. That should be like one of the rules. Like you can't talk about, 
love yeah. or drugs. You can't talk about the things that most songs are about. Yeah. And yeah, I, think, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think like you have rules. to make the, like you should just make a wheel of fortune of like subjects and like everybody has to write about that. Like if it lands on a pickle, it's pickle yeah. year. Everybody figure it out. Yeah, but it's like, uh, you know, I think Eurovision is also a good, it's like a sneak peek into like the, uh, the zeitgeist of like Europe in that yeah. year because like uh the year when uh you know the whole crisis in ukraine started you know like the ukrainian civil war uh yeah. the ukrainian singer won that year because her song was about how uh a, a non-specific country let's say russia uh, like, <laughs> uh was you know they bring their guns and there's something and they're whatever and and like she doesn't name the country but you could guess who she was alluding you know talking about yeah and uh and like uh she won that year so like it's also like it's fun but it's also like a type of like geopolitical statement of like what's happening in europe like when you're voting for something totally like bs you're like everything's good but if people are voting for something like political like that you can tell like where people's heads are at so it's it's yeah. also like uh you could also have something like that in america it's just like you know but yeah, usually they, they try to keep it clean. They're, they don't mention like, uh, yeah, they don't talk about drugs, don't talk about other stuff uh, that, yeah. that, that I remember. I, I don't yeah. think I've ever heard that. But it's like, yeah. uh, uh, you know, in America, I, I think they should do something like this. And honestly, uh, if we don't do it first, someone else is going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like around now would be kind of like the right time to, because right? like, I would right. say not to bring up like public health and politics and all that stuff, but if you look throughout, especially American history, yeah, the the eras of total freedom, total artistic freedom, and all that always came like right during or right after, like huge movements or came as like an aftermath and stuff. So in a weird way, like I could I see something like this working in like the next few years, yeah. when everybody's just going to be so tired and exhausted of just everything going on that it's like all right everybody go to the mega dome and i don't know dress up like wolves or whatever the hell you do <laughs> everybody yeah, dress up like furries it's, uh, and i think whatever. what helps yeah i think what helps eurovision as well is that there aren't any judges yeah like you don't you don't hear judges talking about well we think this is good but that was good we think like this was blah 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 you yeah. know there, there's none of that bullshit uh, you know simon cowell stay away <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like you know we just need the pre like the presenter like the anchor or something who's like next country up you know next state is uh california and they're like hey you know and that's about it <laughs> you know <laughs> and then it's gonna be some like grungy you know like i went to silicon valley <laughs> <laughs> they canceled my app they canceled my app. I start up, went down the drain. <laughs> Feelings. <laughs> Feelings. Yeah. But, um, the, yeah, the, the, we need the, a show like this. We, we need, we need, uh, America Vision. Yep. <laughs> and I would say, like, going back to, like, the action, like, the Will Ferrell, like, Eurovision yeah. movie, um, I just seeing the reviews from this, not even like the full review, but at least just the headlines, it's like, is it just me or are some of these like straight to streaming or like straight to Netflix movies better than the movies that 
were supposed to be in theaters. Like there are a lot That's of movies that were supposed to be in theaters, <laughs> but ended up having to go to streaming, right? Because of the uh, COVID. Yeah. But I then think... like a lot of these original movies, like yeah. Eurovision is getting good reviews. I watched The Five Bloods and that felt exactly like the kind of movie that should have been in the theater. So I'm like, like, are theaters just going to have to work out with like streaming services from now on to play their movies <laughs> for a while <laughs> before it goes to the streaming service? Because if it gets, because now, now because of COVID, every movie that's being released is on the same playing field. It's on, it's, it's all going to TV. Yeah. And when you put it on the same playing field, these Netflix movies are, are just pretty good. Yeah, no, it, it's, really uh, I feel like, you know, uh, since, you know, because of uh, the virus and everything and, and we're all, you know, all the uh, movie theaters have closed now, although I think they're opening drive-in theaters now, which like yeah. weren't a thing for years and now they're a thing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, I think it would make sense like for AMC to be bought by like one of the big streaming services and just to release like, you know, I feel like movie theaters are going to become like a luxury I feel like they are already in some way yeah. uh, because of the prices, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, you know, I feel like it's going to be like a big event instead of something that you do, you know, like instead of stream, you know, because like before when you had a new movie come out, you'd go to the movie theater, see it. And then like, you know, yeah. live, you know, live like your casually, life, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, uh, but now I feel like they should turn it into something that like, you know, you can, most people are streaming at home anyway. Yeah. going to the movie theater and that, and that was happening even before uh covid and uh you know i think that that trend is is uh maybe there's going to be a resurgence after this that's also something on the other side is like people are so sick of staying inside that they're gonna take any excuse use any excuse to like just go out right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like it's one or the other i i think like either it's going to become even less common or people are maybe there's going to be like a big boom yeah. you know the you know uh, right after covid is is dealt with yeah and then uh the slow death again like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i want to see drive-in movies like stick around for a bit yeah like they they just uh there's a parking lot down the street at like a shopping center where i live there um they started playing like drive-in movies mm -hmm. every so often and it's I mean, you don't get the surround sound and this and that. So maybe, like, I want to watch a movie like Tenet at a drive-in mm -hmm. theater. Yeah. But it no, I mean, seems like, like yeah. for, like, the casual movies, that would be a really good way to, like, release it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, movies like, I mean, we were talking about uh, The King of Staten Island a few weeks ago. Uh, I was like, that's a movie I'm going to stream. I'm not going to, I don't feel like, it's not, like, it's not a movie where you're like, it's not a, spe it's not a visual spectacle, the way that Tenet, I'm guessing is since it's like yeah. a Christopher Nolan movie. So yeah. like, you know, uh, but I think it's like the movies that generally do well in theaters mm -hmm. are like the big action packed Marvel movies, Christopher Nolan movies, like Batman, mm -hmm. DC movies, like big visual spectacles. Right. And uh, like, you know, the more introspective things are just like comedies. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe they should just like release them online and just release like the big yeah. movies in theaters. Yeah. Just make all of our lives easier. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know. 
I mean, like I, I would say, I would, I do miss, I do miss theaters because I do miss the aspect of like, you go to a theater yeah. and there's literally nothing else around except for you and the movie. I mean, there's yeah, other people, true. but that's like true. having that kind of like relationship yeah, that, with the content and stuff. Yeah, that, but, that is something I miss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think horror movies are a good like theater movie, you know, like, yeah. you know, because you're just like, you know, you're locked up, you're in the dark and you're watching this horror movie. And yeah, that yeah. like, <laughs> I know like the last horror movie I saw was called, it was called like Ready or Not or something. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it came out last year. It was really funny, but also like, damn, like pretty, pretty good movie. But uh, yeah, I think like it as well, like it part one, part two, those are yeah. great uh, theater uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean like, I'm happy with seeing movies like uh, Eurovision Song Contest at home. Mm -hmm. uh, the King of Staten Island, I can see that at home. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I think what else is coming out uh, next week? Like, actually, like next week, uh, I guess as, as a little tidbit in, in our news section uh, of the show <laughs> that we sort of have sometimes, <laughs> it's uh, next week. Uh, Hamilton is, is, uh, is going to be on Disney Plus on uh, July 3rd. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to pay 120 bucks to see it in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if anybody has Verizon and you didn't get the uh, year for Disney Plus deal, uh, you missed out. It was literally like right when they announced Hamilton was getting released, they cut that deal. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. Uh, I think Sorry. this is worth it. I, th I think uh, <laughs> Hamilton, yeah. I, but I feel so I, sorry I think, for you guys. Yeah, but it's worth paying for, though. Like, yeah. How and when I saw like how they shot it and stuff, it's like I've never, I I mean, if anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen a stage show directed in a way that you'll get the same feeling as you would watching it in the theater. If that makes any sense, yeah. Because like the way they did the lighting and like some of the camera angles and stuff, it feels like they were trying to capture the feeling as much as possible of watching it live rather than just having a camera straight. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I, yeah, the thing is, it's, uh, there's like a, there's a special like kind of dynamic in, in a theater, you know, like a musical or something. And it's hard to translate that into film. Uh, especially, I mean, they just filmed, uh, they just shot the, the, the stage, like they didn't do a, a, a fictional retelling, like, uh, you know, Les Mis or, or yeah. uh, cats, which uh, I can't believe I'm, you know, I'm not comparing cats to Hamilton. Like no one should do that because cats, <laughs> like uh, the movie was terrible, but, <laughs> but like Hamilton, uh, but I, I've seen a few, like they, they've been sharing a few um, like bits uh, of the, of the, of the musical on YouTube. And uh, like, I think it's at the beginning where they're like, you know, he, he came from, you know, he's an immigrant and everything. And then like, what's his name? And then Alexander Hamilton. And they were yeah. like, uh, thing is like, I only heard the album first. And that's what I imagined in my head. It's just like a close up of Lin-Manuel staring yeah. at the camera, which is what they did. So, <laughs> so I thought like, <laughs> already that I'm like, hmm, you know, they're, they know their shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not surprised, but still, you know, <laughs> yeah. they know their shit. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're Disney, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, 
just a small disclaimer, I did not remember how bad Artemis Fowl was when I said that Disney knows their shit. But yeah. <laughs> but you know, that was a fluke. That that was, that was another example of <laughs> the the like the straight to streaming movies being yeah. better than the ones that were supposed to be in the theaters like Artemis Fowl. Mhm. Mhm. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I'll, I'll say with Hamilton, like I think and this could just be some speculating, but I think they might be using this to try and inch what kind of content would be uh, considered family friendly or not. Yeah. Because um, like they have the Simpsons and they have like the Simpsons movie uncensored, but like somewhere along the way, Disney plus got really on their feet, like, like, like really antsy and then started doing things like, firing the showrunner for the Lizzie McGuire reboot or mm-hmm. uh, censoring random things like random bits of cleavage and wiz- Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place and stuff. So they got like really antsy about what's family friendly for a little bit. So because mm-hmm. Hamilton isn't super like family friendly, I think this would be a good way to kind of like inch and say like, is this family friendly? Is this family friendly? <laughs> Well, yeah, I think, you know, it's, uh, I guess it's like, it's a history lesson, right? In a way. And, uh, you know, in that way, I see it being good for like, as family content. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true that like, you know, I think if you're being very, you know, puritanical about it, you're like, yeah, but like they kill people, you know, like some people die in this. Uh, mm-hmm. although like you don't see them die. It's just like, Ooh, Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, Oh, stage, you know, like there's no blood or anything. And, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, acted out, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, uh, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll I, I really see. don't know. Thing is like, they, they don't seem to be, be very consistent uh in terms of like you know what's family friendly what's not uh you know the the marvel movies are supposed to be family friendly but there's a lot of like people lying there and they don't show blood necessarily uh in marvel movies yeah no when you see a, a lot of like the injuries that 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 people suffer in those movies are like, why isn't there more blood? <laughs> yeah. If you want you know? a more realistic version, somebody yeah. made an edit on YouTube. What was it like R-rated Marvel or something? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, uh, I was watching uh, the boys yesterday on, on Amazon prime and they're like the most gritty, bloody version of yeah. what a Marvel movie would be. And yeah. you're just like, you know, if uh, like Superman's, for example, like Superman is DC, of course, but uh, if Superman's like laser vision were yeah. real, like they would just cut through a person and yeah. they show that in the boys, you know? So you're like, yeah, that's what oh. would happen, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're like, so like, you know, I think superhero movies for a good reason, they, they don't show any uh, of that like bloody yeah. stuff. Like whenever you see blood, it's like alien blood for some reason. Like they don't, <laughs> they like, they don't worry about showing like alien blood because it's green, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, uh, or it's like when Thor gets his eye, you know, uh, cut out by uh, Hela and Thor yeah. Ragnarok, like there should be blood, but it looks like it got scorched instead yeah, exactly. of just like cut, yeah. right? 
Yeah, and then so, there's the ever inconsistent Star Wars where it like it cuts you this yeah. time and ah, and then the next time it cauterizes it. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, it, it's uh, I think it's it's with so much with so many different types of content. Uh, even though Disney Plus doesn't have that much content compared to Netflix or Hulu or whatever, I, I think it's still hard for them to keep things consistent in terms of like family friendliness. Right. Yeah. And also like what was family friendly in the sixties mm-hmm. is like, you know, baby friendly nowadays. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're like, you know, like yeah. standards change, uh, people's attitudes change. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're fine showing people dying, but they're not fine showing people like, you know, making love. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, where, where's the logic in that? I don't know. Yeah. No sex yeah. that, you know, that should be the slogan for Disney. <laughs> Disney <laughs> platonic, plus. platonic friendships, uh, marriage, uh, <laughs> no and, and uh, no. no, no sexiness. Only implied sexiness, but no real sex. You know, <laughs> only on Disney Plus. Only on I, Disney Plus. Uh, well, on that only note, feelings. Yeah, yeah. feelings. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you guys for coming back to what we binge. Um, we're still uh, debating changing the name, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but uh, it all depends on you, you uh, furious five and possible furious awesome five. eight. Awesome eight. <laughs> uh, that, uh, tune in in every episode. Spread this yeah. around to your friends. They have nothing else yeah. going on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, uh, we really appreciate having you guys listen to us. Uh, you know, we're small, but plucky. And, uh, you know, we'll, we can do it with your guy, with you guys and, and your help. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this week's show. And uh, see you next week. Uh, probably, uh, sorry, I, I had a brain fart there. <laughs> let's uh, let's end it there uh, thanks guys uh, you can follow us on instagram at what we binge and uh, that's at what we binge on instagram uh, you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and uh, anchor fm uh, we use anchor fm as uh, our podcasting platform uh, and uh, that, that's all i have to say Peace. Yeah, yeah. Peace.